my time was running wild in the Indian streets, and every time I thought I got it made, it seemed the taste was not so sweet. So I turned myself to face me, but I've never caught a glimpse how the others must see the baker. I'm much too fast to take that test. Change it, turn and face the strange. We are in uncharted territory, to say the least, and changes have to be made. That's part of the game. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. That was uh, Cam Hayward, and uh, he said changes have to be made. And that's why we uh, uh, selected David Bowie changes. Oh, I'm so glad you're on top of it. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. All right. Yeah, changes are going to have to be made because right. you've got a lot of things that you have to look at, and there's a lot of things that you've got to come to grips with. And uh, we will have at the top of the hour, that would be uh, an hour from now, Bob Labriola, the great right. Bob Labriola, yeah. because Labs will bring a lot of uh, light, shall we say, to cast upon some of the changes that are going to have to be made. And, uh, I, you know, it's interesting to me that um, there are so many unrestricted free agents to be coming yeah. up all at once. There's a lot. There's 19 guys. Yeah. And there's also um, the way the salary cap structure, and I'm not even going to begin to get into the morass of that. For a guy who's flunked math twice yeah. in his lifetime, that's no place for this guy to be. Okay, yeah. Salary cap is like stuff that's that's uncharted territory for the Wolfleys. Maybe my son, Major Kyle Jacob Wolfley, who did graduate West Point with honors, he could take a crack at right. that. But the old man, no. Yeah. <laughs> that's not for me. So we'll we'll wait for labs and we'll get the explanation about those things because there's a big uh big uh, chunk of change that Ben is owed and there's all the sorts of things that you gotta I think it all starts and the Steelers have to come to some sort of understanding or grips with with Ben he's got to take some time but is Ben coming back yeah and will that happen I uh I for one I hope so uh, I hope that they're able to work out something um along the lines of being able to restructure the contract there's a lot of dead money that will come up if he doesn't play if he does there's all kinds of stuff so in my mind um it starts with finding the quarterback and uh to me Ben you know is still able to do it i'm hoping that uh there will be some changes made but at the same time i still think he can get the job done yeah uh, i'm uh, i'm confident in ben i i i don't want him to retire i want him to come back next year and uh, throw the ball around the uh, the field. Well, I don't want them throwing all over the field. And that's where, in my mind, I think there's got to be a little bit of more recalibration. I think he needs to take a little bit off of um, having to pass, be pass dominant so much. I just... I just don't see it. I think you've got – you saw what Cleveland's capable of doing. Yeah. You know, and if you go back to in the early years of Ben before he became the mega superstar, you know, Ben was a, a 15 of 25 guy or 15 of 20 per game. 
Yeah. You know, not the not the uh, 47 of uh, 68, that sort of thing, having to depend. Of course, that's all mitigated by the fact that you're coming from a huge deficiency. Right. Um, but I still see I, – I think Ben can throw the ball. I think he can move around the pocket enough. Uh, certainly, I, I would like to see – the play action, because the play action to me yeah. is so big, and not play action from the shotgun all the time. You know, there's just it's just too easy at linebacker level yeah. to watch the play action, the fake handoff, and react to it rather than a guy turning his back, hiding the ball, bootlegging, doing the things that I, I don't know about you, but I enjoyed what Baker Mayfield was able to do, just not against the Steelers. Yeah, the fact that you compliment. Uh, the running game with bootlegs and misdirection. I know that you can't do much misdirection. Ben's not going to be out there bootlegging the thing, but you can still run a lot of play action and get some mid those intermediate range chunks thrown downfield. Yeah, and Baker Mayfield is good on play action. He's got a strong arm, good feet, sets up well, throws the ball, throw the ball, throws the ball well on the run. And throws the ball both directions, gets his hips uh, there. Right. And uh, but that's Baker. Yeah. That's not Ben. Yeah. And what I'm talking about with Ben is just the inclusion of some of the play action because that's going to give the linebacker something to read. Now to make the linebackers be honest, you got to have a running game that makes them honor the run, and that's something I know all season long we heard about it, and and uh, again. Um, you know, people are, are you know, pointing out this is a different offense. This is, I think you got to recalibrate. You've got to actually come to grips with saying we need to develop a running game. And to develop a running game, it starts with the line up front, obviously. Right. You know, but it's also coming the off fact the ball. It's got to have a determination about wanting to run the ball. Yeah. You know, I've talked about it before. It's like breaking up concrete. You got to stay after it. You got to stay after it. And you got to stay after it. Right. And uh, regardless of what, uh, you know, you, you've got to make that determination before the season starts yeah. that we're going to make a commitment to running the ball more. So, so that's that's where I'm at as yeah. far as that goes. Yeah. You think Ben's coming back? I think Ben's coming back. You know, uh, I think Ben's knees were hurting him because you he think? didn't. Yeah, because he didn't uh, set up quickly as Ben does. Okay. Um, yeah, and and uh, he, he he. I never saw a brace. Yeah, I never saw anything right. like that. I didn't see any any wraps, but but I, soreness, I don't know. soreness. Sure, sure. Um, and that's a possibility. You know that that last picture, that last snapshot of, of Marquise and Ben sitting on the on the seat together. Um, that was. That was telling. You know, Chuck used to say, if you're thinking about retiring, you already have. Yeah. And it, it makes me wonder just what was the final conclusion of that conversation? You know, as you you sit out there in 10 minutes and, you and you know, you, you have few words. You know, I don't like the idea of the boom mic being dropped in like that. That's, right. that's, a, that's a conversation for just those two men. But uh, you go back in the locker room, and where did you leave it at? You know, was there – any 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 definitive thought, or was it just we need to let the emotion pass away for a couple of weeks right. before we come to any conclusion? That's what I'm wondering about. I mean, that's, to me, the best way to do it. Yeah. Okay? Clear your head. Get the emotion out. Go to Tahiti. Go to Hawaii. Whatever you need to do, get your yayas out and re, you know, kind of reload and, and then think about it and think about where you're at. And then I would – 
I would seriously have a conversation, obviously, with both uh, Mike and Randy Feetner and really try to probe and find out where do you see the offense going. If it's a repeat of the uh, throw short, run long, and uh, throw it 45, 50 times a game, I I don't know. I mean, I I just – I don't see it. I don't see it. So those are my thoughts. We want your thoughts. 412-919-1316. We're here till the end of the week. Tunch and Wolf in the locker room, and it's – you know, it it was just – I got to tell you, it's been depressing. Yeah. It's really been depressing. Um, Again, starting with that game and the way the thing got out of control so fast. uh, Again, I I was writing in uh, Jim Wexel's Steel City Insider, and I had to reference that 89 game with the Browns because, again, that was out of control from the beginning. Now, they only scored 17 points on us in that in the first quarter, but they finished with 51, and we didn't even get a field goal. Yeah. <laughs> That's how bad that game was. As a matter of fact, I said uh, that game there in 89 made la- uh, the Sunday night game against the Browns look like a nail-biter. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, we were – when uh, we lost to Denver, and uh, El, we got Elwayed. Right. Uh, uh, we were uh, at the bar uh, with Tom Moore. Right. You know, talking. well, we were talking about yeah. it, and it was just a very, very much like Marquise and Ben sitting on the yeah. bench, and we had that conversation. Yeah. You know, and none of us knew what what was going to be up. Yeah. And then uh, it it happened later on that year. Uh, I went to Minnesota with with Tom Moore and. Uh, you stayed here, and uh, you know, and that's that's life, and that's what Cam was talking about. There's changes to be made, right? You know, he said, as as he said, I don't know what to expect. We are in uncharted waters. You're talking about 19 free agents coming right. up in March. Yeah, I mean, the list of Bud Dupree, Juju Smith, Juju, Al Villanueva, Matt Filer, Mike Hilton, Tyson Alualu, Cam Sutton, James Conner. Vance McDonald, Zach Banner, Jordan Berry, Chris Wormley, Jordan Dangerfield, Sean Davis, Josh Dobbs, and Cassius Marsh. Those are all guys that contributed, you know, this year except for Zach, poor Zach, when finally the one opportunity he's got to become the starter, he wins it in camp and then he blows out the knee. That is such a bummer, and I wish that young man all the best in his recovery. Um, But, you know, you got to look at, you know, you got that. How does his recovery go? How about right. Devin Bush? How about Bud Dupree? Yeah. There's just so many questions. It's like, what are the questions? Yeah. You know, I think it starts with Ben, obviously. But at the same time, there's just so many mitigating circumstances. You look and you just scratch your head. You know, how, how bad do you think uh, Ben's elbow was this year? I don't think it was bad. I think yeah. he look, he just threw the ball 68 times. Yeah. And he threw the ball down the field too and you know I, I don't maybe it does hurt. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean the guy's the guy's been banged up. I right. mean he's 17 years as a quarterback that you're going to take some hits. Yeah. And you know and, and when he came in, they didn't they they were protecting the quarterback, but it was just starting to come on where they really protected were becoming to protect them even yeah. more so. He he took some hits, a lot of hits early in his career, you know, and that'll shake up your DNA, right? You know, <laughs> that'll that'll get the old family tree a little little uh, banged up a little, you know. Yeah. But for for um, you know, for this day and age now, yeah, he can. 
I, I think he can still productively do the things that he needs to do. I think he's still capable of doing it. But again, it's got to be offset with more of a running game so right. that he's not he's not under the gun to throw it fifty times on a, in a game. I just you know it. The running game is still viable. It's still vibrant. It's still important. If you again watched Cleveland's ability to run the right. ball all year long, um, that's something that uh, you, you've got to get back to. And I don't know where that starts. That's where Randy Feetner and Mike Tomlin have to come together in a mindset because it's all about the mindset. Are you going to predetermine to go into the season to be able to run the ball more with more authority and, uh, and put a greater value on the running game? Uh, you know, and uh, Bud Dupree. There's another question. Yeah, tearing of his ACL. Right. He's rehabbing and, it. And he's rehabbing it. And, uh, uh, you know, he's going to free agency. But I don't know how right how many people were going to go to get him because yeah. uh the ACL. Exactly. Uh, you make a great point there. And one of the things that you have to look at is you got Bud Dupree out there. And by the way, you know, when he got he got punched when he when he planted, yeah. it buckled that knee. And I, it was surprising. You know, I, I, I watched that over and over and just seeing how it happened. It's not like um you know, I go I compare it to, to to like mine. You know, I'm locked out on on uh Daryl Sims, you know, he's three hundred pounds. Right. A bull rush, and then uh, Gerald Williams beats Terry Long, right, jumps in the air. So he lands on my back. He jumped, and Terry shoved him. So I got 300 in front of me. I got 300 landing on my back. Yeah. And my cleats were playing in the ground, and it torqued the knee. And see, I understand that. For for Bud, I was surprised. As strong as he is, he's, he's terrifically strong. I mean, he is put together, you know, yeah. and his joints and ligaments got to be very, very strong. But he blew that ligament out just awkwardly being punched and planting with his outside foot when he was trying to come around the horn on a pass rush. Yeah. And it just gives me concern that, uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe maybe bringing him back wouldn't be the best thing. You know, I know but maybe that's an arbitrary injury. Again, you know, you, you got to go to the doctors. You got to say, what's your opinion on this? Can he bring it, you know, his ACL strong as ever? Or yeah. is, is it it's something that's a well, they're, they're, you know, when people bring him in, they're going to take him a physical. Right. There's no question. Now, the, the the idea would be, I would think that for for the Steelers, if they had interest in, in uh, Bud, you could work out some sort of short-term thing, given the fact that he would be able to pass right. the doctor's thing and – then there's Devin Bush also, yeah. you know, rehabbing. Yeah. And Devin Bush is doing the same. I wonder if they're comparing ACLs. Yeah. <laughs> Devin and Bud. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Uh, so, uh, and again, uh, for Devin, um, it, you need a big big year coming back because that guy is so capable. Right. He is such a uh, a dynamic performer with so many attributes. Yeah. Um, Boy, he he's he was a tough one to replace in the lineup. That's right, for sure. right, 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 right. And uh, he he's a great athlete. Great athlete, absolutely. Uh, and uh, he sees the the plays developing well. Yes, yeah. no doubt about it. And you know, hopefully he can come back. It would be nice to have Bud Dupree back if Bud Dupree was a capable of being the Bud Dupree that we've seen yeah. over the last two years. Um, so. Again, these are all thoughts. We want to get yours. The number is 412-919-1316. we got more coming from In the Locker Room with Tunch and Wolf. We'll be back after this.
Got your mother in the world She's not sure if you're a boy or a girl Hey baby, your hair's alright Hey baby, stay out tonight You like me and you like it all You love dancing and you look divine You love bands when they play it hard You want more and you want it fast you down, you say I'm wrong, attack your thing, you put them on, what Ben's thinking, you know. That's something he has to discuss with his family. Um, would I love him to come back? Of course. Um, but every man has to make that decision, you know. There's a lot of guys that are free agents. Um, and Ben, Ben's been a head of a teammate. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. SNR coverage of the Steelers playoffs is presented by FedEx and Ford. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room. And that was Cam Hayward uh, talking about uh, Ben. And he'd like, uh, I think everybody would like Ben to come back. Well, there's no question in my mind that uh, certainly you and I are in agreement with Cam. Right. I would think team-wise that's obviously something that uh, most people want to settle that issue as quickly right. as possible. So at some point I would think that Ben is going to be away with his, uh, you know, his, uh, the people that he uh, trusts in conversation. He gets away with his uh, excellent wife, Ashley. Uh, what, that's her name, right? Right, okay, Ashley. Got that. Yeah. yeah. So the two of them, they got to – commiserate there and, and come to some sort of uh, you know direction they want to go. What what year is this for Ben? 18? Uh, this will be coming up 18. Yeah, yeah. I think, right? This is 17 years, 18. So they, they've got to make their decision right. you know, where they want to go with this, and then the team-wise, has got to, that's got to be made. And So, um, you know, I go back to that game, and one of the significant tipping points I thought was after, obviously, uh, Marquis snapped that one overhead, and then he, they come off and kick off. And uh, the Steelers then went, uh, you know, they went like six plays. They got a first down. Derek Watt rushes for that first down. Um, and then they, they got that blitz. And they came, Carl Joseph came off where they had uh, Vance and Juju side by side on the right side. And Vance got himself caught between helping Chooks to his inside with Miles Garrett and then uh, – Carl Joseph to his outside with Juju, and Carl Joseph uh, was able to split the two and be able to get in the face of Ben, and Ben lobbed it over to MJ Stewart uh, when he overthrew um, 
Who yeah. was it? Uh, no, Vance was there. Uh, Benny Snell was who we yeah. overthrew. That was a tipping point to me. I felt like at 7 0, if they were able to continue on, they had n- nice six plays. Yeah. That six plays are running off. If they could have continued that drive and maybe got some points on that, maybe it could have altered the things. But when that went bad, it was like the feeding frenzy that be- that that just started to go and became self consuming. Yeah. And it just started that downhill slide that. You know, back in 89, it started with, you know, Clay Matthews doing the damage he did. And before you knew it, there was nobody had an answer. You stand in the huddle, you look at each other, and everybody's like going, all right, come on. We've got to pull this together. Yeah, exactly. And and then you turn around and then throw an interception, fumble the ball, a three and out, whatever, and the route is still going. And nobody's got an answer. The coaches on the sidelines are, 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 are getting all bent out of shape about stuff. But you're like... I did that, you yeah. know. I'm doing, what I, but but it it didn't work, you know. And it, it just it's it's incredible how those things can that swell and, and just action just happen and overwhelm you. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and we we were pass protecting, and uh, we were talking about uh, uh, not letting anybody get to Bubby. Well, there's no question, and it, you know it just got worse. Yeah, <laughs> that's all, and so. Looking at that, I'm just simply in my mind. I'm, I'm just going over uh, that first quarter action and how bad it got. But that 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 drive, they almost. I I thought they were going to be able to get some points out of that that second drive. You know, obviously yeah. the first drive doesn't even count. That's just the snap over the head. But that that second drive, especially James had a nice nine yard run on the cutback and yeah. so forth. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, if they can settle down, if they can rely a little bit on the run. Get a time to come off the ball and get a little rhythm, bang, and get after it, and get a little viciousness going. Yeah. All right. Maybe they can come out and you know maybe they can get something here and and, and not let this thing turn into a, what it did eventually turn into, which was a bonfire. Right. So that was just a thought. If you have a thought about any other game, any part of the game there Sunday night, let us know four one two nine one nine one three one six, and let's go to the phones. Let's go to CR in Chicago. CR, welcome to the locker room, buddy. How you doing? Hey, you two all focused here. I'll sit next to Chicago. How the heck are you guys doing this morning, man? We doing great, just fine. Hey, brothers, I just uh, you know I've been contemplating. Well, I guess that's waste. I'm like wolf now. I'm just coming up with all these fantastic words. <laughs> Yep, that's well, it, baby. Back. You know, when you don't know what back. to say, you just pull out a big word. <laughs> hey, Wolf, you, you are you a bad influence on me, and that's a good thing. <laughs> so, hey, Chris, how you doing this morning, man? I, I'm good, doing bro. great, C- CR. Okay, I just uh, I just been talking to you guys so long. Man. I just feel like I'm a part of the team, man. But um, in any case, you uh, are. Uh, well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. I just. Um, don't get the chance to eat all that good stuff. Like, hey, remember a while back we had this conversation and uh, we was talking about, uh, I said, I'm going to win the lotto, become a multimillionaire, and then I'm going to buy a, a, a station and you guys are going to be partners with me in the station. And then we're going to have a, a part of the program is going to be um, a, a, a restaurant. We're going to bring in the chefs and they're going to cook every week and wolf at the end of the the season, you would determine who the who the best chef would be. You remember, you remember that story, man? Yeah, I'm uh, trying okay. to I'm trying to figure that one out. <laughs> oh, no, I, uh, hey, I got short term memory loss, man. I'm a poster child for that. <laughs> okay, uh, you got short term. 
Hey, since you got short-term memory loss, I guess it's a good thing that you forgot about what happened Sunday. <laughs> it's, it helps. It helps, man. <laughs> yeah, and so, we we are analyzing what happened Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, hey, the first thing I want to say is to the uh, 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 inside the locker room, Baker's Dirty Dozen Plus. Hey, man, we hit the century mark. We got we got one. Well, I've got one hundred people listed right now, so that's a. I think that's an accomplishment. So I want to say hi to all you guys and I appreciate everything you guys and you ladies brought brought to the table. We had a couple of uh, new ladies that came up um, uh, this week, so that that was pretty good too. Linda from New Jersey was the one. Uh, thank you for, for for coming in, Linda. It's good to have a, a, a female perspective in these things. All right, guys, let's get down to business here. As far as the um, the team is concerned, um, I don't know, guys. I think um, I think we need to. Uh, just regroup and uh, and get it together. I was reading an article here where one guy said, in his opinion, the speed of the game has caught up with Ben, that he can't uh, extend the play to create on the run like he used to do, and that it's taken him sometimes a, a whole half to warm up. Uh, what are your comments on that? I think it's full of baloney. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's 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 not it. Look, yeah. the problem was you're down 28 nothing before you can even – begin to stop the nosebleed. Yeah. You know, that game, to me, that's a throwaway. Look, there's Ben is still fully capable. It's not about, to me, okay, I, I'm not saying he's got to be Baker Mayfield, but yeah, you've got to have yeah. a running game that's going to support him that you don't have to throw the ball 50 times a game. I'm sorry. It just, right. it, it's not. Right. It's not. And, and, uh, and Ben was 47 for 68, uh, 501 right. yards. Wow. And uh, yards, four yeah. TDs and four interceptions. Yeah, all those numbers are good, but the the, the win is, is the uh, objective. And you were talking about that specific game, yeah. But uh, to, to 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 piggyback off of that, uh, you know, we lost uh, five of the last six games. So that's a systemic issue. And like I said the other day, it's just not bad. But I do see uh, some slowing down because hey, he's in his forties, man. Everybody slows down. Uh, the the line the uh, uh, the uh, offensive line the uh, defensive line um, you know getting long in the tooth uh, we have uh, uh, some coaching cha- cha- uh, cha- uh, choices that probably could have been better so as I said the other day it's, the the whole thing is responsible I believe that we just need to uh, regroup uh, like you were saying we can bring in uh, one or two people but is that gonna uh, preserve the system that we are uh, 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 used to having. You know, the long, you know, back in the day, uh, it was a running game. We still have teams that, that, that have some sort of running game. Uh, how do you put all that together, man? Well, it's like I said, you got to predetermine in the offseason yeah. are we going to make an effort to bolster our running game to the point where we're closer to a 50 50 run pass ratio? To be able to pass it at 70%, you know, <clears throat> I, I, I love the fact that Ben is capable of doing that, um, but not a, over a season long. And you need a running game that yeah. you can be uh, take some of the pressure and be supportive of, of your offense. And a good running game helps your defense. Yeah, Grinding it out, yeah. being able to keep knocking those first downs out and, and make sure that you have, uh, you know, the the uh, uh, time of possession ratio in your favor, those are all big things that help a defense over the course of, of a season long. And and you have to uh, uh, go in the offseason, OTAs and minicamps, 
uh, and you have to. Uh, well, you have to decide you're going to do it. You, you have to work on your uh, uh, offensive line coming off the ball, right? Yeah, and part of that is making sure that you are committed to making that commitment, right? I mean, it, you can't just arbitrarily say, "Okay, let's 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 run the ball this week." Yeah, you know, it, it, you've got well, to decide I, that not, you're going to be. Been... Hold on, you got to decide ahead of time that you're going to commit to swinging that hammer. Yeah, that, that was a comment that was made by some. I think it was Jerome Bettis that made a comment like that, and we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. That once you make the commitment, you make the commitment. And I'm in agreement. It's just something that just can't happen overnight. But uh, we we definitely need to uh, uh, to, to re, retool. Here's the way I put it down: as it is written, so it must be. Uh, on on Heinz Field, the battle uh, bitter defeat awaited us. Uh, we need to uh, re- retreat. We uh, retool, we regroup, we return, we retake the Super Bowl crown. That that's my uh, that's my outlook on that. What do you comment? Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, w- I thought we were headed toward uh, the AFC Championship game. <laughs> it couldn't have been further from yeah, the truth. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought we were headed for the AFC Championship game. Well, look, here's the whole thing about it. You you have that period of time where you got that 11-0 run, and then it goes uh you lose five of the last six yeah you know and that's uh you've got to you've got to under come to a grips too with what happens during those right. swoons that you have those uh points in time where you have the malaise it's happened uh what a couple years in a row now i everyone is talking about last year in the three in a row look i i ben wasn't there last year the, yeah the, the, you you had quarterback issues yeah. there was a lot of problems there Right, yeah. but the fact of the matter is, awesome. you've got to understand why against Jacksonville, you know, when you're 13 and three. This year, you're 12 and four. You have a great run, and then why do you hit those 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 times? And you know, one of the things that'll be an asterisk is you you think about the uh, you know the COVID, and I, I, I got to tell you, that. Mike Tomlin did a magnificent job of keeping this team together and pointing in the right direction. <laughs> Through one of the craziest years in the history of this, the the United States, for crying out loud. So, regardless, we're going to head into the off season. I uh, we got to go to break. So, see you, Cr. Give us give us your word. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, in the between time, uh, until next time. Uh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Thank you, Cr. All right. Thank you, CR. We'll talk to you later this week, most likely. And uh, if you got a word out there you want to share, the number's 412-919-1316. All right, it's uh, SNR coverage of the Steelers playoffs. It's presented by FedEx and Ford. We'll be back with more after this. Every year the team looks completely different and um, I'm appreciative of everybody in that locker room um, coming to work, um, sacrificing um, 
their families uh, sacrificing as well. Um, it's it's been a year, and um, it's not been our year. Um, we did some great things this year, um, but we didn't reach our goal. This is E. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. SNR coverage of the Steelers playoffs is presented by FedEx and Ford. That was Cam Hayward. Uh, you know, the only good song David Bowie ever had was one Stevie Ray Vaughan played on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like Suffragette <laughs> City. You like David Bowie. Yeah. I, I remember back in the day they had that uh you know, Friday night concerts late yeah. at night. And I've I've told the story before, but bear with me. And it was I'll never forget I fell asleep and of course, you know, I'm like thirteen years old, fourteen yeah. years old, and it's that Don, whatever his name was, Kirchner's uh, Don Kirchner. Yeah. All right. He had the Friday night. I wake up and it's like eleven thirty, quarter twelve. I fell asleep in front of the TV. And there's Ziggy Stardust, which yeah. is David Bowie. Yeah. And I thought, what a freak show. What a freak show. The guy's just a freak. Yeah. And I've not really changed my opinion on it, but, you know, I had Stevie Ray Vaughan played on his record, so okay, that's all right by me. Yeah. All right, so there you go. Uh, the uh, Cam Hayward just talking again more and more about uh, – all this stuff coming up in the off season and the ah, sacrifice, the sacrifice that uh, you know the thing. Hey, there's going to be some sacrifices coming up. Yeah, you know they've sacrificed during the season. It's not going to change in the off season. Things are going to there's there's going to be some serious changes. Yeah, and I don't know what exactly that's going to entail, but it's going to be interesting to see. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's go to go phones. phones. Brent in Portage, Pennsylvania. Brent, welcome to the locker room. Hi, fellas. How are you? Good. It's Portage, right? Cause... It's Portage. You got her. You got her. <laughs> hey. last, last week I said Portage and you guys busted my chops. There you go. Fromage. The cheese. Hey, uh, guys, I want to start off by saying, you know, about uh, how much how much I love the Steelers. Uh, because it seems like when I make a comment about it afterwards, uh, that it might seem like I might be just hauling off on them but uh you know to me there's there's two seasons not four uh there's the steeler season and then the off season right the hell with summer winter fall <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh you know it, it it seemed funny when i watched the game uh when that when that snap sailed over the head of uh, ben and both him and connor went back i i i looked at ben and it kind of made me think of like when i'm out in the yard with my son uh, him and I are both running for the football and because he's, you know, only six years old, I, uh, I let him win. I let him, I let him jump on it. Uh, not saying that Ben should get hurt. Cause I do think he's got some good stuff left on him. Uh, but you know, like the intensity I've said before, like the intensity, uh, I just wonder, I wonder if it's there, like, like with that, that fourth and one, you know, why didn't the, why didn't Tomlin come look at those guys and say, listen, this is your Super Bowl." We need this now. Go get it. That's true. I mean, there's. I, I can't argue that the fourth yeah. and one is something that, you know, I think they. I, I I personally think 
Uh, and I, I'm always I, – I, I've so many times over the years – let me just say this: being on the sidelines, like I have been for most of, of my time watching right. Mike Tomlin, I've been. You know, uh, this is the first year I've not been down there. I watch Mike Tomlin very closely when I'm on the sidelines, and I get I I'm close enough where, well, I've actually had to apologize because sometimes I get so close to the action, I realize I'm I'm too close, <laughs> and I have to pull back. But the the fact is, Mike has never, never have I seen him ever be. At a loss for what to do, he's always thinking one step ahead. Right. You can see, I can hear uh, the things that about it, um, and so I, I, I intrinsically, I just kind of trust his his judgment and his knowledge. And I, the only thing I would say is is that fourth and one is the one that bothered me. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, that's that's the only one. They had a couple of three stops defensively. Uh, it just seemed to me that they were capable of doing. If you go back and look at the two. Derek Watt runs on on third third and one. Okay, first one uh-huh. it worked. Why? Al Villanueva and Matt Filer double teamed Jordan Elliott and rolled him back a yard, and Derek Watt plunged over and, and got the first down. The second time they tried it, Marquise Pouncey got caught by Larry Ogunjobi and driven backwards, and Derek ran into the backside of Marquise. Okay. Right. Um, you either move the man or you don't. That's the problem. Right. Yeah. And, and that's where I think they've got to resettle in their mind for the running game. Are you gonna learn are you gonna be about moving people or are you gonna be stretching them you know, left and right? That's the big thing. Yeah, and uh you know when uh we watch practice, we did we haven't been able to watch practice this year, but right. uh I, I focus on Mike Tomlin and I hear him coaching. And he's coaching, and he's giving instructions, and he's such a great coach. Mm-hmm. And I learned so much from him. You do just walking yeah. around, listening to him. Yeah, you know. So, right. anyhow, that's that's my well, two bits. Right, and and, and I, I agree with both you guys when you say that you can't just you know single out like one person or one thing on this because it, it, it's it's more it's more about it's more about bringing everything together. You know, the past couple seasons um, and the past games, we've talked about the drop the drop balls, the O-line issues, the D-line injuries, you know, the quarterback uh, slow start, the no running game being huge. Um, everybody's willing to say, you know, that it's their fault. But if you think about it, let's back step, you know, five to six years uh, back when we had a, a pretty decent O-line with Ramon and, and Marquise and, and, and uh, you know, Al and all those guys. And we had Le'Veon Bell, uh, that running game. Right. The A-B with the others in the passing game, and we still couldn't get it done. Do you think that, that maybe our, our focus with maybe having it be more time management and analytics that, you know, um, there was that? Let me let me say this. There was a shift in reasoning this year where they decided to go with the throw short, run long philosophy. Yeah, yeah and I, I don't like analytics. Yeah, uh, it, it's too smart for me. Yeah. You know, I, I do trust my eyes. Yeah. And my eyes, I, what I see is you either move the man yeah, or you don't move the man. I trust you know? my eyes more than uh, analytics. Right, right. And that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, you know, we can try to predict – everything that we that we want to but when, when it comes down to game time you, you can't predict what that other team's going to do so it, you know it, I, I think it 
like we've said before, uh, it's all about, you know, the, the basics. Get those basics. When you guys were talking about the, you know, when you when you square up with the guy and you get that low punch, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's all about those basics. It's the so, fundamentals, man. Yep, the fundamentals. As Coach Noel always used to say, uh, great players are simply players that do the fundamental things better. Yeah. You know, they just do yeah. them automatically. So, but thank you, brother. Well, we appreciate it, man. Well, uh, this is, I, I just want to say this last thing. Uh, I got prayers and love coming from all of our, our fan club, our Portage Steeler fan club. Uh, since 2001, we've sometimes taken at least five to six buses to a away game every year. Wow. We're, uh, we're really going to miss you guys um, and you guys both. I, we need both of you guys to take care of yourselves, especially you, Tunch, because I need to hear from you. This, you guys <laughs> have a, a glimmer of light and enjoyment all year long in, in a tough time. And uh, we love you. I am so home. grateful. Thanks. Thanks, thanks, thanks to all Brent. the good fans and friends up in Portage. Yeah, yeah thanks. <laughs> thanks, Brent. Love you, buddy. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you so much. All right. So let's go to Jared in Salt Lake City. Jared, uh, welcome to the locker room. Hey, thank you, fellas. How you doing, Tunch and Wolf? Doing yeah. good, Jared. Yeah. How you doing? <sighs> I'm great. Hey, Tunch, you can always have your cake and eat it, too. <laughs> I mean, the wolf, you can always have your cake and eat it, too. And, Tunch, uh, blessings and prayers to you for your recovery. Oh, thank you so uh, much, Jared. I love you, buddy. Love you, too. So here's my thing. Uh, just to reiterate on the same thing that the last caller said, uh, I, I was curious as to why Ben did not fall on that. And in my opinion, uh, I, I, I really uh, – I thought that that was a, a big uh, mood changer for the whole team because yeah. it seemed like when he didn't fall on that, everybody else looked like, well, I don't want to fall on it either. I'm not going to – if my leader is not going to do leader-like things, I don't feel like I should do leader-like things. You know, I, I feel like everybody fell in line with that aspect of the game. And then the second half, they finally got it into gear, and then they lost it again with that fourth and one call. Also, the uh, – the the uh, T, uh, the what Derek Watt thing, I I was running that same fullback dive that we just got the first down with because they're obviously now awaiting it because they know that's our first time getting it for a long time getting a short yardage play. So what do you guys think on that? And on the on the other side, uh, CR is a lot older than you guys to be calling y'all old folks. <laughs> but we love CRs. We love you, brother. You know, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, the good thing. Here's the thing that I've always enjoyed about the locker room ever since uh, I got to play, you yeah. know, and that being the real locker room is that guys could take shots at each other. Yeah. And it, they, they, anybody anywhere else, some people might raise an eyebrow, but in the locker room, everything was was on 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 board. You could yeah. take a shot. It was only what you could see, like family, no, 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 never that. But it was about if you well, you know, you want to talk about each other's receding hairlines yeah. or, or how bad they were the last game or, or whatever. How fat they were. Yeah, exactly. I mean, those are all things <laughs> that you do and it's fun and said in love because of the, the, the suffering you did universally as a group of guys. Yeah. So 
That being said, you know, um, we appreciate it when uh, guys take shots here, too. You know, yeah. we have fun with it. But um, just yeah. going over what we're talking about here, the number one thing is I think the, the, the snap over the head was so astonishing. Right. I think it caught everybody by surprise. And Ben, I believe in my mind, thought James was going to get it because James was about a half a step ahead of him. And James just went with so much energy, he just blew right by the ball. Yeah. He was trying to, to put the brakes right. on. And then Ben was left with, uh-oh, and, and then he tried to jump on it, which, of course, you had a, a, a wave of Browns come and Carl Joseph got it. Yeah. I'm not making excuses. Just what I thought initially that I saw, that's what I thought. But the Derek Watt one-yarder, again, I go back to the first time up, they rolled Jordan Elliott out of there. Marquise yeah. held the the the, the uh, point of attack there at the line of scrimmage, and Derek Watt got the first down. Second time, um, it didn't happen that yeah. way. Marquise got caught and got driven backwards, and that was unfortunate. Yeah, Larry, oh, good job, right. boy. So here's my last question, and I'll take you guys' answer off off the air. I I really want to know. Uh, since you're so close to it, Wolf, I want to know uh, Tomlin's ideology, and I, I get it, you don't lose your job to in, uh, injury, but I thought the momentum with what we had on the field the last Browns game should have just gone ahead and played this next Browns game. And also, I think that Pierre guy we got, that undrafted rookie, is going to be a player. Right. Oh, you got uh, a good eye, brother. I like that. Good eye. <laughs> thank you so much, brother. We appreciate you. Yeah, all right, yeah, and the thing about it is uh, Mike Tomlin to me is just he is yeah, a, a great superb coach, coach great and coach. I have no other qualifier other than to say yeah. he's a great coach, and even great coaches he, sometimes make poor decisions. He's a great teacher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing about it is I, I like what the, uh, Jared said. The fact is you're talking about James Pierre. Yeah. James Pierre made a great play along the sidelines on Rashad Higgins. Yeah, on that go route, playing a little butt ball, driving yeah. him into the sidelines. That was a great job. That kid. Is, by the way, I think he was my training camp phenom. By yeah, the way. You, he was. Yes, he was. Thank you very much. All right, we got to go to break. Read the note, Chalooch. Well, uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna be back with Bob Labriola. Yes. All of our Steelers guests <laughs> and playoff coverage is brought no, to you wrong by one. your neighborhood Ford store. <laughs> we we have a guest. Yeah, but that's coming up. We're filling. All right, we'll do it right. SNR coverage of the Steelers playoffs is presented by FedEx and Ford. We'll be back after this. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. 
So all of our Steeler guests and playoff coverage is brought to you by your neighborhood Ford store. And uh, we have Bob Labriola. Spike the ball, Chalute. Spike the ball, baby. We have Bob Labriola from Steelers Digest and uh, Steelers Radio Network. And uh, welcome to the locker room, Labs. You promised me an F-150. For this, yeah, by Ford. <laughs> if it's not out here in the next five minutes, I'm not. I'm not doing this. <laughs> that was great. And, and Labs sitting there going, "You think I'm kidding?" Yeah. <laughs> hey, Labs. You know, I. What What has been the number one thing asked and answered since since Sunday night? I, what What's the greatest commentary you've been getting? Because I know you get texts or whatever you get. Uh, email stuff of all sorts. You mean when you want to know what the theme of? Most yeah, of yeah. I'm sorry. Been? Yeah, I, you know, I didn't explain that well. But what would you, if you had to summarize some of the, the the feedback you're getting from Steelers Nation, what would it be? Uh, it's it's probably like a four way tie. Um, you know, fire the coach, right. fire the coordinators, <laughs> cut Ben. Um, you know, Ponzi should retire. Right. Okay. Um, you know, it's 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 kind of like the um, you know the Saturday night mass, the Valentine's Day massacre approach. Yeah. <laughs> Line up everybody against the wall, walk in with a Tommy gun, unload a couple of clips. Yeah. I mean, sure, that's yeah. that's what they want to do. Um, oh my. Uh, so, you know, that's why Al Capone. A, Al Capone. <laughs> that's right. Um, that's why there was no ask and answer today. Yeah. Right. Because, um, you know, hoping that maybe things calm down a little bit in 24 to 48 hours. Uh, but who knows? Uh, it's, um, yeah, it was, it was bad. Yeah. It was bad. So, uh, uh, labs, uh, uh, the, the Steelers have 19, uh, free agents, so what do you think uh, the challenge is going to be to sign specific guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, well, one of the things that everyone should keep in the front of their mind, and I'm not being sarcastic, I, I just mean this sincerely, um, when, they, when they look at this is, and it's you know, the, way, the way Mike Tomlin says it is, it's free for them. Free agency is free for them and free for us. So, you know, there may be some guys that you want to sign, but you're really not going to have any opportunity to sign. Mm. Um, and so, you know, you, you have to look at that. Like, I'm just picking a name out, and I, and I apologize if it comes across as, you know, people thinking I'm taking a stance on this particular player. But Cam Sutton got to keep Cam Sutton. Yeah. Well, what if you can't? Mm-hmm. I mean, what if Cam Sutton gets a, you know, an offer um as a level of a starter that the Steelers don't really think he is yet, even though they would be willing to pay him more. Um so you know, there there are situations like that. Uh right. you know, Bud Dupree for an example. Uh, you know, I don't think there's any way you can keep him. I think he's looking at his age, and I'm not criticizing him for this. I think he wants to cash out. That I could think well he wants be. the yep. one big contract. Yeah. Um, 
So, you know, I don't know that guys look at this as a three-contract uh, profession anymore. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, especially number one picks, because number ones are five years now if you want them, if they're any good. So I think that they believe their second contract, which is usually four years, so that's five and then four, that's nine. That's usually about it in mm-hmm. terms of huge earning power unless you're a quarterback. Right. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's just a um, – it's, it, it's a difficult – you know, it's a, it's a jigsaw puzzle, maybe the most difficult jigsaw puzzle ever. And every team has them. And you also have to look beyond just the end of your nose. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this, and this to keep these four guys this year. But then what are you going to do for number 90? Mm-hmm. No question. Yeah. Or number That's, 39. Yeah. Those, are, those um, are big questions. Yes. So a lot of it, you know, is done with, Yes, I understand, you know, it's a year-by-year thing, and you want to compete every year and contend every year. I get all that. I do, too. But, you know, the arithmetic is the arithmetic. And trying to make all of that fit, you have to look a little bit beyond, you know, the end of your nose. Because, okay, you can sign maybe, I'm trying to think of somebody. Again, I'm just picking a name. You can sign Juju. Mm-hmm. to a contract, okay, and because of the bonus and spreading it out over the length of the contract and all those little salary cap tricks, his cap number for 2021 may not be that high. Okay, good job. But then his, his um, salary, because he's not going to have a signing bonus in 2022, then his base salary will go way up. Okay, now then you're also now you've got a big base salary for Juju or whoever it might be, and now you're talking to TJ Watt. Yeah, and TJ Watt's really got to be the priority. I mean, um, I you know, and I, I believe he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. I don't have a vote, so I mean, I'm I'm speculating, but um, guy led the NFL in sacks. Uh, he's got some name recognition. Mm-hmm. Um. They've already given it to Aaron Donald two or three times. I mean, you know, maybe there's some, um, you know, they're Aaron Donald weary, the voters. I'm, right. Again, I'm speculating. But um, so, you know, what are you going to do for him? Yeah. And, again, it's not so much, you know, sometimes fans think it's being cheap. It's not being cheap. It's trying to get the numbers to work. And and a lot of times you're trying to – it's a – it's either an unknown target that you're shooting at because really you don't know uh, from from one March to the next um, how much the cap is going up because I think once we get past this you know COVID situation things will get closer to normal again. Right. But you know here's the next question: They're going to be fans in the stand. They're going to be preseason games and fans in the stands starting. First uh, of August? Yeah. I don't know. And I don't think anyone really knows that either. Uh, maybe it'll be allowed or people going to be gun-shy. And so you're trying to project stadium revenue. Um, I think, you know, the Cats thing is one of the reasons why uh, the league has kind of let it known that next year's going to be 17 games. 
because you have to try to, you know, make a bigger pie, Wolf, which right. you understand. <laughs> you know you it. Have a bigger, <laughs> have a bigger pie. Um, so, and then, but you, what you don't know is, what are you going to get for that? Yeah. Um, how are the streaming services and, you know, some of the other, you know, new media uh, interests, how interested are they going to be? What are they going to be willing to pay? How do you make it work? So, you know, there's a lot of things that are moving parts and unknowns, and free agency is going to start before all of that is worked out. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't know if you can keep any. Um, what I hope is that because, and again, this is, I'm, I, I hope this. I don't know anything that, and I'm not predicting that this is even a realistic possibility. The lawyers are going to have to, you know, weigh in on this kind of stuff, or maybe they already have, and I just haven't heard about it yet. But if the cap goes down as much as, you know, 20, 25 million a team, mm-hmm. which is the projection from like 198 to 175, and those are, you know, round numbers, what you're going to end up having, you know, from the league, from the, from the, um, owner's point of view, you're going to have to gut your team. Mm. From the union's point of view, you're going to have a lot of players unemployed with nobody with any cap money. And, oh, yeah. Um, so even guys who end up getting signed as free agents will, would probably not be getting what they would be getting in a normal NFL economic year. So I don't think either side would be happy with that. You know what I mean? Because right. it's going to have to be negotiated. Yeah. So neither neither side is going to be happy with how that, that outcome uh, plays out. So, um, you know, maybe you try and, I don't know, credit card it a little bit. Borrow from what you think the 17th game and the more playoffs are going to give you in terms of revenue. Take some of that for now. Um, and add so that even if you could keep this cap flat, mm-hmm. that would be bad, but not a disaster. Uh, and then, you know, you have a little bit of wiggle room with some of these things. Um, but, I, you know, I, I just, I don't know. And it's it's going to be. There's just a lot um, of unknowns, yes. Yeah. Right. And a lot of gazintas <laughs> that are going to have to happen. Yeah, gazintas. And, and, and um but as I said, I don't, I don't see, you know, if this, um, uh, you know, end-of-day salary cap situation comes true, I don't think, it, you know, everybody's going to be disappointed with that, you know, I don't think. Yeah, that is, that's mildly disturbing. I hadn't even considered that fact, which, you know, obviously, uh, you know, once I get to the pie labs, everything yeah. else is out the door. But the, <laughs> the fact is, you know, uh, an end-of-days type of scenario where guys are actually going to be floating around out on the market with bloated salary expectations, that that's a possi- distinct possibility, and that would be extremely unfortunate. What uh, are you hearing well, about Big Al? Nothing. Um, but, I mean, I think at his age, his uh, contract status, which is, um, uh, you know, he, he can become an unrestricted free agent in March, um, I, I, don't, I don't see how... Uh, you could even pay him what he's making. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Um, you know that's no. Let me ahead. let me ask you this, Labs, because I think there's some bigger 
uh, 30,000 foot things you got to take care of. Number one is Ben. Is Ben going to be back? Is he going to play, come back and restructure the big nut that he's going to be, um, that, that his salary demands? The other thing about it is, in my mind, you've got to philosophically, you got to decide are you going to continue with this throw short, run long type of approach? Um, or are you going to make a determination that you need to make a commitment to better your run game and, and be going into the season and the offseason and the season thinking, um, we have to make that commitment to do it regardless because in my mind, the Cleveland model was much closer to what I consider right. or what I, I hope football-wise, you know, being able to run the ball like they do and be able to have some uh, play-action passing, that sort of thing. Yeah. So that's what I was kind of getting at. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Well, you know, but again, I think that the very first thing you you mentioned is kind of the linchpin. Right. Because I don't know if Ben, his knees, could handle being under center Mm. every snap of every game. Mm. The dropping back, you know, the the moving around that you have to do – you know, to execute the position that way, can his uh, knees withstand that? And That's then, a good point. Yeah. And then if you're going to, you know, okay, let's say you put him under center. Um, you know, maybe he could only handle, you know, and I'm, I'm heavily on the um, hypotheticals here. Right. Maybe he could only handle 25 to 30 pass attempts that way. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now your offense has to be considerably, considerably, considerably better running the ball to uh, make up for the ball movement, possession down conversions, and points that you're not going to be getting from having him in the shotgun and just being able to exercise his right arm as opposed to more of his body. Sure. Um. So you know, I, I don't, I don't know any of these things. I mean, I, um, he, I, I will say this. I mean, I know you guys saw it, but he didn't look particularly nimble going after that fumble on right. the first play of the game. And I don't think it's because. Well, let me say this. <clears throat> I know it's not because he didn't care. Oh yeah. To get the no. ball. Okay. No. So, but you get to a point where, you know, your body can't cash the checks that your mind is, you know, uh, right. How right and you are so, about that. <laughs> so, I mean. That's that's why we were uh, old players. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and so, um, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he's going to want to play. I don't know if the Steelers want him to play. I, I don't know any of that stuff. But I really, really, really believe that that's kind of the, the number one piece to the puzzle that has to be determined uh, because, you know, here's the, there's so many other things. Right. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be changes to the coaching staff, but let me say this. I think it would be absolutely insane to change the offense if you're bringing back Ben for another year. Mm. That's I mean, food I for why, thought. Yep. Why would I want to change? And I'm not saying so much for him because I think he would be able to – you know, assimilate and figure it out maybe quicker than anybody else on offense. But now you're asking um, all those young receivers 
to learn their second NFL offense in the span of a couple of seasons. And again, learning it isn't so much uh, as than being able to execute it at the speed that is necessary to succeed in the NFL. And so a lot of the little nuances that may have developed between quarterback and receiver, you know, over the past season or two, you're throwing all that out the window and starting over with something different. Well, and so, well, I'm just, I I just said, we've got to go to break labs. We're up against it, but I, for you, that's great food for thought, but, Personally, I just want to thank you for all year long yes. checking in because we really appreciate you, yeah. and we love your contribution to the show, and we thank you so very much for being a part of it all so season long. Mu- so much insight that you uh, bring to the Absolutely. locker room. All of our Steelers guests and playoff coverage is brought to you by your neighborhood Ford store, and we're going to get you a Ford uh, pickup truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Not white. Gonna... <laughs> Not white. white, okay. Any color but white. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Labs. All right, fellas, take it easy. All right, take care. All right, we'll be back with more after this. Didn't execute. You guys don't know our defense, uh, but when we don't execute at a high level, that's what's going to happen. Um, you know, we preach execution, and when we do it, you know, good results. But when we don't, um, it puts the de- the defense at, at risk. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. SNR coverage of the Steelers playoffs is presented by FedEx and Ford. Now, think about this. You go into the playoffs, coming off a four-sack game in Cleveland, minus Cam Hayward, minus uh, T.J. Watt. You play them at home. Uh, they're down a ton of stuff, yeah. not to mention the Pro Bowl offensive guard. And uh, you have you go into the playoffs, 56 sacks, 136 quarterback hits, and you come up with zip-up. Right. And that's, you know, the bottom line. Cam Hayward said about it. It's about execution. Right. You know, and it's unfortunate. And, and the fact of the matter is, yeah, I know that uh, Baker was getting unloading the ball right. a little bit quicker than normal, but there were still opportunities to, sack to be him. able to sack him, him and be able to hit him and knock him around and stuff like that. And it didn't happen. Yeah. And, it, it, again, it's, it's very Yoda-like. You either yeah. do or you don't Yo. do. There is no try. Yeah, you know that's just the way it is. Yeah. So having said all that, Cam Hayward was hit it right out of the park when he said it's about execution. Yeah. Let's go to the phones. Frankie in Pittsburgh. Frankie, welcome to the locker room. Hello, Frankie. You there? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah. we got you now. Okay. Great. Thank you, guys. Uh, every morning, you're a part of my day, and it means a lot to me. Well, thank you um, so much. First of all, I just wanted to give my best to Tunch mm-hmm. growing up. My dad and me, we went to training camp every year, and he always said a camp wasn't complete until we got to talk to you guys. And <laughs> when I was 12, Tunch, you sat next to me and my dad and talked to us for about two hours at a Heinz Ward show once and talked to us about life, football, faith, and everything. And he always remembered that, and he always respected that. 
loved you guys to death. Uh, I love you too, Frankie. That's beautiful. Thank you for your prayers. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And most of all, I just feel like at this point, our team, we're getting to a point that we're going to be going through a lot of changes and shifts as everybody's kind of noticing. And I think if Ben is there, if there's opportunity where he wants to play, I agree with you guys where you take it. I think that leadership behind center is the most important thing you can get on a team, especially going through intervals and changes. But along with that, I think the line is going to be such a big part. And I'm just wondering the space is there. Do you think a way to kind of reinsure a new blood might be, to re-sign Filer and Banner, have them as the tackles, and then you get Dotson and uh, the guard, and then basically you have to see what's up with Pouncey. I mean, luckily this draft seems like it is pretty deep in the line, especially in like the first two rounds, and you try to fortify that there. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, again, the number one thing is you've got to come to grips with Pounce yeah, and yeah. find out what's going to happen yeah. there. Frankie, uh, you have to come to grips with – is Pounce retiring? Right. Or yeah. is he uh, playing next year? Or is Ben retiring? Or is he playing yeah. next year? Right. And I think here's the thing about it. you got to look at the line. And you know from private conversations what they're thinking You yeah. know, if you're down there. I don't mm-hmm. know not being able to be around, stuff like that. Dave DeCastro, is, is this a, a time where he might move on? You don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's going to be some people where – um, you know, you you've gonna have some high priced vets that you might have to to let go. I don't know. Be- Here's the thing about it. And Bob Labriola really opened my eyes to the fact of there's going to be a huge thing right. with the cap. Yeah, you know that I didn't yeah. even think about. Yeah, and you know? the, the cap's going down. Well, not just going down, but you're gonna. I mean, you could have an end of times type yeah, of scenario yeah, yeah. where yeah. a lot of free agents are out there on the market not getting near what they right. expected. So. How does that all shake out? You know, yeah. I mean, it's it, there's just so many questions. Yeah, there there really is. I I feel like it's going to be such a strange time, and like I said, just we can see these changes to the teams, and I'm hoping. I uh, well, I I always have faith in Colbert and the crew that they know what they're doing, but I I'm really hoping that we can try to figure these things out first. And first and foremost, I think it comes to Ben and Pouncey. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Ben Frankie, and Pouncey, it's you know what how they finish the game. What side by side on the bench there? You, you know what, uh, and uh, they're going to talk this off season because of uh, they're going to come back or not. Well, they're going to they got to make a decision soon. Yeah. You know, I mean, because they yeah. you need to you know let let the scouting department and yeah. everything else know where they need to focus on. Coming yeah, up here, so yeah, yeah. But again, I just wonder what this the whole salary cap thing will be. That was yeah. A very, I was very intrigued by our conversation with yeah, Labs. Yeah, salary caps keep going up, but till to, to this maybe year's, not this year they're yeah. going down. Yep. Well, we don't know that yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, but there's a good chance. Yeah, it's it's a good chance. Yeah. But uh, you know, we we. Uh, you made thirty six thousand. I made twenty five thousand. My rookie year. I made thirty seven five, baby. Uh-huh. Our rookie year. <laughs> Don't you chintz me out of fifteen hundred smackaroonies? I made twenty five thousand. Yeah. Well, guys, I appreciate. Go ahead, brother. Thank you. I yeah. was going to say thank you, guys. I hope you guys have a great off season. We cannot wait to hear you again. 
Yeah. Next year in the Thanks so much. And don't forget, we're on till Friday, so yeah. don't disappear right yeah, now, okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. You go. You gotta ask questions, Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Appreciate right. you, brother. Right, guys. Take care, Appreciate man. Appreciate you, brother. All right, let's go uh, uh, to Troy from Minnesota. Minnesota, Troy. Where you? Where in Minnesota are you, Troy? Uh, Brainerd, Minnesota, which is about three hours north of Minneapolis, St. Paul. Yeah, yeah, I remember that from being up there. <laughs> well, how you doing, so- bud? Well, I'm a little nervous, so I appreciate your patience. Uh, I want to, like all the other callers, I want to say thank you for all it is you do, and I do my best for to tell CR to represent Steeler Nation up here in Minnesota. Uh, my my question, I agree with all the callers and Bob about we got to retool, figure out where we want to go, and and what the future lays or ahead of us. To me, one question that keeps coming to mind, Kevin Covert is a year-by-year contract. Do we have him locked in? Because doesn't he lay, help lay the pieces in play? No question Am about thinking- it. Yes, he does. Now, is he how, how locked up is he? I'm sure that there are conversations that we're not privy to as to uh, maybe a general landing place for Kevin when he wants to step right. out or whatever. Yeah. I still expect him to be the the man in charge uh, as he has been, but I certainly also understand that there are conversations going on behind the scenes that uh, will you know mitigate what what you know what year and when. Yeah, well, and in if Kevin retires, Brandon Hunt is a great personnel guy, right? Is a, he's a great, a great evaluator of uh, football players. So, so with them plus Tomlin and the Roonies, we at least have a, a firm foundation, and and we 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 don't need to be uncertain about those pieces. Right. No, the one one of the strengths of this organization is the Rooney way of doing it, and yeah. it has been that way since Tunch and I landed here in 1980. They are uh, absolutely. You know, they just keep moving along in the same general path, and people are brought up and brought into the organization where they become part of the machine that it is. And, you know, Brandon Hunt is a great example yeah. of a guy who's been with Kevin Colbert for a number of years now. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't have any worries about that. Well, I, I was going to say my, my question wasn't as glamorous as, or, uh, you know, it might have not been as interesting as some of the others, but I definitely – I appreciate you uh, uh, taking my question, and, and I can't thank enough for uh, uh, from afar from keeping me informed on, on what the team's doing. Well, right. no question is, is more glamorous or whatever, and there's no stupid questions, but there's plenty of stupid answers, yeah. and I'm fully capable of yeah. giving that to and, you. So. And I'm fully capable <laughs> of that, too. So thanks, brother. We appreciate so you. So thanks, Troy. No problem. Enjoy the. We'll, we'll keep listening. All Thank right. you, brother. Appreciate yeah. it. Yep. All right. Let's go. Let our. Uh, we got time to get one more. No, that's two minutes. Two minutes. Okay, we have a two minute warning. All right. So, what do you want to talk about for two minutes? Yeah, what uh, he was talking about. Brandon Hunt is a great personnel guy. Well, the fact of the matter is, Brandon's been there for a while, and he's yeah. a highly intelligent yeah. young man who's got a great eye. Well, um. Was uh, rumors about Kevin Colbert well, going to Detroit? I'd, I'd read that the Detroit was, uh, you know, in some way, shape, or form, they were trying to entice Kevin. Now, is that true? Is that, uh, 
you know, is that just uh, news made up or I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, Kevin was was in Detroit, part of the Detroit organization right. prior to coming here. But, I mean, he's been in Pittsburgh so, for so long. Yeah. I think uh, – I don't, I, think, he, I don't, I don't think he's – Yeah, I mean, if Detroit. you're on a year-to-year basis with the Steelers right now, yeah. I mean, how, what's going to entice you to go back to Detroit? Right. You know? I mean, uh, I just don't see it. Yeah. Um, and Brandon Hunt, again, is another guy that's uh, lined up. And you've got some great young people over there that uh, do a great job in the scouting department. Right. And, um, you know, uh, I, in my mind, there's no problem as far as uh, into the future what, what lies beyond with Kevin Colbert. Yeah. But uh, I certainly hope that Kevin's still on board for yeah. several more years. I, I think Kevin's on Besides that, who's going to bring the Orems? Yeah, I mean, you get the Orem donuts. You know, those are absolutely well, fabulous. Well, Bill Stern. Well, yeah. Well, Billy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Our yeah. buddy. Yeah, uh, 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 Kevin Colbert brings them for the draft. Well, yeah, but he also brings them on some of the Mondays yeah, too, yeah. the Victory Mondays. Okay. Shall we go to break? Do you have right. your read? Yeah. Do you have your read? No. Yeah. Come on. Are you a pro or not? Let's get with it. SNR, co- SNR coverage of the Steelers playoffs is presented by FedEx and Ford. Boom. We'll be back after this. never got a rhythm um, you can you know point to the second half we got uh, a couple you know not even three and outs but we got off the field um, but you know we were on our heels the whole the entire game you're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf presented by neighborhood Ford store the Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers now here's Tunch and Wolf what I like about you Cam is you're honest yeah. Exactly yeah. so. And SNR coverage of the Steelers playoffs is presented by FedEx and Ford. Right. Come on, get with it. If you're bringing it in, do it right. Yeah, well, you, you, you're, you're going to bring it in. <laughs> no, you were bringing it in. You yeah. went first. Yeah. All right. There we go. Arguing in the locker room, which is what we do. That's right. all we've ever yeah. done for yeah. the last 40 years, Chalooch. Yeah. Whether it was the, the locker room in Heinz, up at Latrobe. Or here, as in in the radio stuff. No, we we were never in the locker room at. I mean, Hines. not Heinz, Three Rivers. Three I mean, Rivers Stadium. Thank you. No, we were in the locker room at Heinz. Yeah, but we but, were not players. But in we the were locker not room players. At, yes, but we did argue there. Yeah. All right, uh, Jerry and uh, Johnstown 
Uh, PA, uh, welcome to the locker room. Hello. Hi, guys. How are you? Hello, Miss Jerry. How are you doing? Yeah, hi, guys. How are you? Doing good. We're doing good. Uh, depressed. Ah. You know what? Have um, a sundowner, right? My prayers and thoughts are... Uh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's okay. <laughs> um, my prayers and thoughts are going out to you, Tunch. Um, I wish you all the best. Thank you, sweetie. Um, thank you. I have you. an observation, and I'm not... I'm not sure. I have this observation. I'm not sure if I'm correct in this or if it's just me. But it seems like once, yeah, the Tennessee Titans came down with the COVID outbreak. And uh, we were being prepared to play them that week. And then everything got messed up with our bye week. So then we played Baltimore. And, yeah, we beat them, However, you know, with everything. But it just seems like we didn't have a bye week. You know, we were supposed to play, you know, Baltimore. Then Baltimore comes down with the COVID. And then everything gets messed around. We were supposed to play them Sunday night football. Then we ended up playing them on a Wednesday. And it just seems like after that, I seen watching the team, I just seen them. They look very sluggish, very um, tired, both mentally and physically. And as the season wore on, I could see it more and more. And Sunday night was the culmination of all of it. Yeah. I think it just, they were, they were just a worn out, tired football team. You know, that's pretty astute. That's a, that's so, a good, uh, that's a fair observation. Right. A lot of people are talking about the fact they didn't look ready to play, right. that they looked like they were a little bit leg heavy. And, uh, you know, that, that whole scenario you laid out of three games in 12 days. Right. For whatever you want to say, they never quite looked the same after that. Right. No, and like, you know, we played Washington. That was a home game. And we, you know, we lost to them. We had we got started the losing streak. And then we came back the end of Indy. You know, the second half of Indy, Ben was playing like lights out. Mm-hmm. And then we played Cleveland at their place and with backups. And yeah. we were on, we were resting our key players like Cam and Ben and that. But I think I've noticed over the course of Ben's career, when he comes back from a rest, whether it's from an injury or a bye week or anything like that, he's very rusty to start off the game. Yeah. And I know, you know, it wasn't his fault that Ponzi snapped over his head. I know that wasn't his fault. But the interceptions, it just seems like the lack of concentration, the lack. I, I just totally believe, in a nutshell, that the whole team was exhausted. Yeah, they couldn't do it anymore. You know, I mean. Well, thank you very that, much, ma'am. That's why I, I was asking you what you, what your opinion. Well, again, they you you, you pointed it out they did not look the same oh, after yeah. that three games in twelve days. We, and uh, that well, loss, the losing streak, was just tough. When we were playing, we weren't tired, uh, Chuck. We were killed always us. tired. Chuck killed us. <laughs> but we weren't allowed well, to go then, through a wall. Then you got to take in con- Then you had to take into consideration there was no off season, there was no OTA, no mini camps or nothing like that for everybody to get on the same page. You yeah. know, for you know, the new the new young receivers to learn the offense, to get in sync with Ben and everything else. You know, I mean, COVID really wrecked 
to seize it for us, in my opinion. Yeah. You okay. Know? Yeah. Well, thank you, dear. We got to roll on. We got to get some other callers yeah. in. But thank you so very much yeah. for taking the time to call us. Yeah. Um, okay. Thank you. You have a great off season, and I can't wait to hear you guys next season again. All right. Well, remember, we're on till Friday. Don't bail out on us yet. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we're going to go to Adam in New York. Adam, welcome to the locker room. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Doing Good. excellent. How, how are you doing? doing? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. Yeah. Still. <laughs> um, yeah, I, was, I agree with Jerry um, and the last, the last caller uh, saying that how fatigued and just worn out they look. I definitely, I've been saying that for the last few weeks ever since uh, the Washington game. They just look. Yeah, you know, they're dogging it out there, and you know, can't blame it with the COVID and everything going on. I mean, yeah, they it wasn't fair, but that was the cards that were dealt with for them this year. So, um, but uh, I, I wouldn't put all the blame on Ben. Like, okay, those five interceptions, but when you're trying to, you know, you're coming down from twenty-eight nothing, you got to throw, and your running game's non-existent. I mean, what else are you gonna do at that point? So, I mean, I would think that they would need to establish a run game to complement mm-hmm. Ben, especially next season. Maybe look for, um, I mean, I know it all starts up front in the trenches, but, I mean, what about the uh, you know, the running back? Or what are we going to do to address Connor? Because um, he's a he's, uh, free agent this year, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be yeah. he's gonna be a UFA. You know, you make a great point, and here's the, here's the thing about it: those are steps on down from the initial linchpin, which is what's Ben gonna do, and then yeah. we move on from mm-hmm. there. You know, what I mean, that's really yeah. what it's at. So until we get a, a clear indication of where he's going and what he's doing, yeah, we won't really know. Yeah. And um, my other question was, um, I, I wasn't sure because I was I was reading it online. You know, everything you read on social media is true. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, Randy Feekner is his contract up this year. That I don't know. I, uh, I have not found that out no. yet. So, because uh, I was going to say, if so, what about uh, Doug Peterson? I mean, we wouldn't have to give him a flight down. He could just drive right down the turnpike. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I, I got gotcha. you. I thought I saw that, and I was like, "Hmm." Yeah. So I didn't know what your guys' thought on that would be, or do you keep Randy with Ben? I, 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 don't I, know. I, I think you keep Randy. If if let yeah. me put it this way, if Ben is coming back, I definitely, I'm right. absolutely Randy. With Randy. The thing about it is, yeah. you know, I I have had that opportunity to talk with Randy a number of times, and he is he's an excellent coach. Right. He's an excellent. Coach. He's a great <laughs> offensive yeah. coordinator. Yeah, you just got to shut up all the noise on social media. It's like, fire him, fire him. Yeah, it's like Bob Labriola said. It's like, line him up and open up a clip is what everybody seems to want. (laughs) You know, it's like crazy. Yeah, it's usually the initial fallout after losing to the Brownies in the playoffs that everybody wants to get fired, but they don't realize who are you going to replace him with. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, fire him, but who's who's next? So, All right, gentlemen. Well, Thank you you so much. Appreciate you calling in, man. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. All right. Uh, Let's go to Vince in California. Vince, how you doing? Hey, I am excellent. You guys hear me okay? Yeah. Hear you loud and clear. Excellent. Yes. Listen, boy, it's great to talk to you. Great, great show. I've been listening to for years. I grew up in Pittsburgh, so I'm a California yenzer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Love it. That's what you can call me. Listen, you know, 
I don't want to go back and forth. We've, I've listened to the show, and everybody's brought up some amazing, great points. Um, your show is just great content. It's intelligent, and it's funny. So as far as the game goes, wow. You know, uh, what a season, 11-0. and 0, All of a sudden, the game starts. We're all excited. We've got snack grenaders and all whatever you call it. <laughs> I'm ready to go. There and, you go. And then, and then oh, my God, we're our, – Draws dropped. I'm there with my two sons and my wife. She's a uh, has her Steelers sweatshirt on, and it we're just ready. And then what? What? And then it just kept happening. All right. Fast forward, twenty eight nothing. I'm still sitting there saying, I believe, I know this team. We we can we can we can get this. Second half starts. Look what happens. We are charging. Two touchdowns. We're kind of getting right. back in it. And obviously, you heard the fourth and one. The fourth and one. Ah. Mm. Uh, I just could not understand with momentum and one yard on the 50. Even if you lose it, okay, that's all right. But I didn't understand that one. But I'll now just move forward again. Now we see Ben on the bench by himself. Oh, my God. Like you said, what a moment. Yeah. And and to me, I heard the show with him and Missy – you know, he there was a lot of weight on his shoulders before he even stepped on that field. Mm -hmm. He knew – all of the things we were all talking about, the, 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 all the guys that are going to be leaving. He knew, knows all the money going on. He knows everything. So I think all that, he was like, oh, my God, I just, I just blew it all up for the team. It's all my fault. That's what I was seeing in his look, and I was just thinking, oh, my goodness, what are you going to do? So, um, and then that's, I'll leave it up to you guys. I mean, I, I was like, yesterday I couldn't call in because it was like a funeral. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just, just so one day it's a little lighter and, and you guys are doing a great job. So I don't have any points other than I, I love that city. I love the, the, the team. And, and where do we go from here? You so, know? Uh, so Vince, you're a California Yenzer. Exactly. Hey, Vince, That's we're going to we're gonna have to get going here. We've got to wrap up no the problem. show. Thank yeah. you so much nope. for calling in. Stick yeah. with us through yeah. the end of the week. We'll be yeah. on until Friday. Yeah. But thank you for your contribution. Appreciate it. Hey, guys. God bless you. Bye. All righty. Bye-bye. All right, so, Chalooch, before you take your, your earmuffs off there, uh, <laughs> okay, he's just going to leave me hanging. He's just decided he's gone. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, you know, there's not any more callers. I understand. Okay, I thought you were leaving the way you were. No, you know, I'm not. He's get, he's just leaving me on the air. All right. So great job, Jacob. Time to wake. Time great. to say a goodbye. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Tunch yeah. and Wolf in the locker room. We'll be back tomorrow.